This is where you'll find provocative polemic, free from fear or favour. The Agitator on the fifth column. On the last day of October, we're told, a baby girl born somewhere in India became the seven billionth living human on the planet. It's nonsense, of course. The statistical error in global population estimates is plus or minus 50 million. It might just as easily be a baby boy in Luton or Lapland next February, or even the son of a Palestinian carpenter hiding from the authorities in Bethlehem on Christmas Day. Nonetheless, it's a significant landmark on the road to demographic disaster, the problem that underpins nearly all the others. You know, the one we don't talk about. There are too many of us. It's strange that we think it almost immoral not to accept the idea of man-made and detrimental climate change without conclusive evidence, just the balance of scientific probability. Yet the exponential growth of the human population, a fact we can all see for ourselves, that is already making life uncomfortable and threatens to make it impossible, seems not up for discussion. The population deniers tend to regard the whole issue as bad taste, a kind of disguised racism. Anyway, they say, it's not a problem. The global population will level off soon. In half the world it already has. Food production will always keep up. As to other resources, the issue is consumption, not numbers, as if there was no connection between the two. But come with me to the pullulating slums of Dhaka, to Mexico City, where whole towns live on rubbish dumps, to the cities of the dead in Egypt, almost as many people camp in Cairo's cemeteries as the whole of London, they say. Fly almost anywhere at night and see the orange glow of our metastasizing cities, Try to get in from Heathrow in the Monday morning rush hour and tell me there's no problem. Human population growth may be slowing down, but it's certainly not levelling off. The UN's just had to revise its figures. More people are being born and fewer are dying than expected. There'll be half as many people again by the end of the century. Ten billion still rising. The rich world not replacing itself is more than offset by the poor world's human fertility, especially Africa, whose population is set to triple this century. One in three humans will be African by 2100. Come with me to the highlands of Ethiopia, whose population has doubled since I was there in the 1984 famine. The peasants' starvation plots are being endlessly subdivided, and despite all the efforts, the country is more reliant on foreign charity now than then. No problem? Food production is not keeping pace. Per capita grain production has been falling since, ironically, 1984. The worldwide fish catch on the same basis has been falling 2% a year for two decades now. We're near the limits for fresh water. Look at the market prices and don't even think about oil to move the stuff around. Still no problem? Development and prosperity do bring down birth rates, but not fast enough. And in the meantime, the newly rich want our lifestyles. Steak, not rice. A Datsun, not a donkey. And why not? We don't want to live in a world where we can just about survive, but where mankind surely can flourish. Sensible consumption is part of that. A more equal world is too. But numbers matter. So what do we do before nature or desperate competition does it for us? There's something deeply repugnant about compulsion, whether Indian sterilisation or China's one-baby rule. Making sure children survive reduces the need to have lots of them. Education, of course, always the blatherer's safe option. Giving women control over their lives, particularly reproduction, makes a big difference. Above all, stop saying, 
no problem. To hear more of our podcasts and to have your say, visit our website www.thefifthcolumn.co.uk.